Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a prairie proud wrestling podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I'm recording this a little bit early than normal. Uh, usually I like to wait a little bit later on in the week, but just with uh, how things are working out, uh, it's Wednesday evening. There's no dynamite on tonight, and uh, I'm recording tonight. Um, I should start off first and for- foremost by. Uh, thanking my past couple uh past couple guests that i had on leo london and uh northern force uh paul and vernon reed uh just to thank them very much for uh, coming on the show i had a lot of fun doing both of those interviews i hope that you all enjoyed them and uh it was really great talking wrestling with them and just getting to know them um i look forward to uh being able to see northern force actually in the ring and competing especially if they can make their way up to winnipeg and i mean leo i've known him for years and it's always a treat getting to see him wrestle and i look forward to being able to see that again so thank you very much for to both of them for coming on i really appreciate it uh now you know what we're gonna we're gonna kick things off with uh, today's episode we're gonna jump right into it um a little wrap up a little uh, little local wrap up i've done them before uh there's not tons kicking around but there's enough important stuff that i feel that it should get out there just so everyone knows what's going on uh so first and for fourth most let's see how many times i can kick that out today that's two tw- that's twice already so uh we're we're having a good one um we're gonna start off with uh so cwe we all know that uh canadian wrestling elite they are they have their CWE Adrenaline Show. It is every Friday, 9 p.m. Central Time on Shaw TV, Winnipeg Channel 9. Definitely check it out. They do put the videos up, on the episodes up on YouTube as well. So I know I retweeted out their, or I tweeted out their last, uh, most recent episode, the first one that they uh, broadcast. And I'll continue to be doing that just in case if uh, you can't watch it live. At least you can find it on YouTube. I'll make it as accessible as I can just to share the great action that they're doing with uh, CWE. So definitely check it out. There, There's some incredibly talented wrestlers there performing. So, you know, give, them, give it a watch. And then when shows kick back up, you know, they are traveling all across Canada. So if they're coming to your neck of the woods, uh, give them a holler and see what they have to offer. You know, go check it out and uh, just enjoy the show that they, they're providing for everyone. So CWE, Adrenaline, Fridays at 9 p.m. Central Time, Shaw TV, Winnipeg Channel 9. Don't forget it. And if you do, like I said, I'll tweet it out. So that's going on for CWE. I should mention, because uh, this is being recorded before the Time Bomb Pro show that's coming up, uh, that would have been on Thursday, depending you know when you're listening to this, They uh, the show was broadcast on IWTV, so definitely if you missed the show or you weren't able to make it there, check out IWTV, because if I'm not mistaken, they do have replays on there uh, that you'd be able to, to see what... Uh, see what you missed out on so i know i'm like i said i'm recording this before the show i'm pumped to watch it so if you missed it 
check out IWTV. They should have a replay up there shortly after. I think they do that if I'm not mistaken. So, And then last but definitely not least, First Wrestling down in Minneapolis, they've been putting on shows, you know, the past couple months. They had one. This is the first time that I've been able to talk about the the upcoming show um just with the uh, the episodes that i've done they've been interviews i haven't had a chance to do this so uh thursday june 10th first wrestling uh, in saint paul minnesota at the temple of aaron synagogue and uh i mean showtime 7 30 it uh the show sold out already so i mean that's nuts um I know just announced was uh, Free Range Kara versus Billy Starks, and Free Range Kara is also just on the uh, the Time Bomb Pro Show. So, I mean, that's awesome that the show is sold out, and I wish I would have had uh, been able to talk about it more. But that's still that's really great for them, and uh, I don't, I'm not too sure if this one's going to be on IWTV or not. But uh, if it is, obviously, you know, I'll, I will let you guys know, and then uh, you'll be able to check that out. I mean. On the uh, the flyer, you also have uh, Cole Cabana's on there, uh, Devon Monroe. So, you know, first wrestling, they're constantly delivering. And uh, I see, I mean, I see the exact same with this upcoming uh, upcoming event by them. So, so that's it for the uh, the local wrap up. We're going to jump from that this Sunday. May 30th, I think it's May 30th, yeah, Sunday, May 30th, AEW, double or nothing, you know, it's uh, it's on the pay-per-views, the, the streaming services, all that, so you know where to find it, if you're, if you're going to watch it, you know, you know how to do it, so I'm, I'm excited for this show, I wanted to bring you a little double or nothing preview, because, you know, this is, uh, Dynamite is one of my, it gets me excited to watch weekly television again. So, or weekly wrestling television, I should say. So, I find with AEW, their pay-per-views are constantly delivering. Um, I have zero doubt that this one will will not do the exact same. Will not do? This one should do the exact same. That's what I'm trying to get at. So, we're going to run down the card, do a little preview, what to expect, what's going to happen, all that fun stuff. I think the card, from top to bottom, there are some some fantastic matchups on here and uh you know honestly i think maybe there's only one or two that i'm a little iffy about and that's if that so just announced for the buy-in pre-show serena deeb the nwa world women's champion is going to be facing off with riho so riho after her last trip here i mean she ended up going back to back to japan it was just a short stay, but I was super stoked to see her over here, and I'm very excited for this matchup with Serena Deeb. You know, Serena Deeb is fantastic in the ring. She constantly delivers, you know, all of her matches. She just had one last week, if I'm not mistaken, um, against Red Velvet, and it was a very good match. It was, uh, you know, it was hard-hitting, it was technical, and it, it's nice to see them actually get a chance to... Uh, perform in the ring and I mean this is also well I was going to say this is yeah this is a uh, a rematch for uh, the opening round of the women's world title eliminator so you know Riho won that Serena Deeb will be looking for uh, looking for revenge looking to get her win back and I really uh, 
their first match was fantastic. I thought it delivered. I know I talked about it on the show. Um, and I see, uh, I see no reason why this one won't be just as good, if not better. You know, they'll probably get a little bit more time. And uh, they'll really want to kick off the uh, kick off the show on the right foot and really get the crowd into it. So, Riho is one of one of my favorite performers in the ring. She's absolutely fantastic. the uh, The step up bridge she does for some of the the opponent pinfall attempts is fantastic. She's just really great in the ring. So, like I said, Serena Deeb, you know what you're going to get with her. Constantly delivers. Riho is fantastic in the ring. I really think that this match will will really get things going. It's going to be, you know, exactly what you want for a a pre-show match. Get the crowd into it. Get people talking. Get everyone hyped up. It should be a good one. We'll start off the uh, the main card with the stadium stampede matches. So this is the second stadium stampede match. The first one uh, last year, I think, you know. It was easily could easily be said to be one of the matches of the year. It uh, there was a lot of humor involved, um, some big spots, but it was it was exactly what people needed from wrestling at that time. Now this year, you know, we still have the inner circle in it. You know, last year it was the inner circle versus the elite. This year we got the inner circle, but it's the inner circle as faces facing off against the pinnacle. So you got Jericho, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, and Proud and Powerful versus MJF, Wardlow, Sean Spears, and FTR. So a few weeks ago was Blood and Guts. And it was kind of strange to kick off, not kick off, but that was the first real matchup between these two factions. And you were jumping right into a match as vicious as Blood and Guts. So Pinnacle ended up winning that one. And I'm interested to see how they will pull off this stadium stampede match because the way this feud is going, you can't do the same sort of comedy match that you could last year with uh, the stadium stampede match. So my main thing is the interest in how they're going to pull this off. You have to exp- You have to think that it's going to be you know, a more straight-laced match, not as many, you know, comedic spots. You're not going to see, you know, someone get German suplexed the entire length of the football field, or, I mean, you really shouldn't, considering the type of blood feud this is. I'm excited for the match, but it's not one where I think that it's going to be... I shouldn't, you know, I should rephrase that. I'm looking forward to the match, but I'm very hesitant because I'm not sure how they'll be able to pull this off. I'm I'm sure they will, but it's the seeing the steps that they will take to get there with this sort of matchup. The added stipulation to this match is that if Inner Circle loses, they must disband as a team forever. So this is only the second real matchup between these two teams. So I can't see Inner Circle losing just yet. Maybe down the line something, but at some point you got to think that Inner Circle will disband and everyone will go their own ways, you know. Proud and Powerful have proved that they they don't need a faction, you know. They are a fantastic tag team. I feel that they are criminally underrated and they could be on their own and do great things in the tag team division. Sammy Guevara is 
you know, he's the future of wrestling. He's fantastic in the ring. He just has a, a lot of, still has a lot of room to grow. And he'll get there, but he's still young. He, it takes time. You know, Jake Hager, I don't know what you do with Jake Hager at this point. And Jericho, you know, Jericho is getting up there in age, but he can still perform under the right, uh, you know, the right situations. And I, you know, in AEW, I feel that every time that he's been, he's had a match or he's been given the spotlight, you know, he has delivered. And I see no reason why that would change. So, but this matchup, you know, I really don't see Inner Circle losing just yet. I do think they will get the win to continue this feud because you still can do, you know, Proud and Powerful and FTR doing matches. You can do, you know, a Wardlow, you know, you could do Wardlow Sammy Guevara. I'd be excited for that. You know, you can do, you still do an MJF Jericho singles match. We haven't had that yet. It would make sense to do that match. So I definitely think that Inner Circle's the inner circle is going to win this. You're going to see this feud continue. And uh, I think we will definitely see a different sort of stadium stampede match. I do think it'll be good, but it'll be seeing how they deliver this match. That's what I'm looking forward to. Cody Rhodes facing off with Andy, Anthony, Andy, Anthony Agogo of the factory. It's, you got to expect that, you know, a go-go is going to have QT Marshall and, you know, Mr. Freak Beast, Nick Camarado and Aaron Solo with him. I am a huge, not huge, I should, I'm a fan of the factory. I like what they're doing. I'm excited for Anthony Agogo. Uh, if you've seen him on Twitter, he's really, you know, hyping up this feud. And even some of the stuff he's talked about in a non-wrestling aspect he uh, he definitely seems like one of the good ones out there. So he's continued to grow on me. The way that he has developed the his gut punch with uh, he had the match with I think it was Austin Gunn last week, um, and you know Austin Gunn selling it with the blood coming out of the mouth and you know not being able to continue, and then even you know a few weeks earlier when he gave Billy Gunn the punch and Billy Gunn had the ribs taped up. I think they are doing a great job with uh, getting over how vicious this punch is. So I'm looking forward to seeing him in the ring. And one thing about Cody Rhodes, I, I know he gets a lot of shit, um, but I do think some of it is unjust. You know, he, he puts himself out there and that, you know, he just had his match with Shaq a few months ago. Um, he's stepping into the ring with Anthony Agogo. These Shaq, I mean, it was his first match. And Cody's going out there with him, and they delivered. Anthony Agogo, he's only had a few matches. Cody's putting himself out there with him, you know. I have no reason to believe that this match won't deliver as well. The He's going out there with some very, uh, very green talents. And... They're, they're telling a story. So I like that Cody's willing to do that. You know, he doesn't have to be in the main event spotlight or even, you know, knocking on the door to that one. Um, he's getting these feuds or these matches and, you know, he's, he, he's doing 
a good job selling the story. You know, he's doing a good job of getting people invested in, you know, talents that might not be on the main event level yet. So I I am looking forward to this match. I, I find this one to be tough to call because you don't want to stop the Agogo train just yet. And I mean, there's still more you can do with this, you know, this feud. Uh, but then can you really see Cody losing a match like this yet? So this one, I think this is a very tough call. If it's me, I'm having a go-go win and you can continue the feud between the Nightmare Factory, Nightmare Family and the Factory. You know, there's still a lot more stories to tell between the uh, the two sides. So, you know, you do have a go-go winning and you just build off of that. On the other hand, you could have Cody win and then, you know, he could still feud with QT. He could still feud with Nick Camarado. There's still more stories to be told between these two uh, two sides. And I do think that this is, uh, you know, the beginning of something more between them. We have another Casino Battle Royal. And the winner of this one gets an AEW World Championship match at a future date. So in, this, in the Battle Royal, so far now, so you got... Christian Cage, Matt Seidel, Powerhouse Hobbs, Penta, Jungle Boy, Matt Hardy, Mark Quinn, Isaiah Cassidy, The Blade, No Butcher, Evil Uno, Cold Cabana, Preston Vance, both of the Varsity Blondes, Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. I'm a big fan of these two and their new manager, Julie Hart, Julia Hart. Uh, you have Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. QT Marshall, Nick Camarado, Dustin Rhodes, Big Shoddy Lee Johnson. Grainmaker Podcast is a big, big Shoddy fan. And you have the mystery announcement or the mystery participant. So, you know, I don't know who the mystery uh, participant's going to be. You see names bandied about. I don't think it's going to be Andrade. I don't think it's going to be any main event level talent because they don't need a main event level talent in this match. I think you you might see like a Leo Rush in there, you know, someone who could deliver. Um, that's actually who I think it is going to be is Leo Rush. Um, or, you know, it could be Hook. I'd be happy with Hook because this podcast is a big Hook fan. So, I mean, it it is what it is. It's a battle royal. AEW usually delivers with their battle royals, so you take it for what it's worth. And, I mean, you just enjoy, you know, them beating the crap out of each other for 10 minutes or whatever it is. Um, I, Like I said, I wouldn't get too worked up about who the mystery person will be. I would like to hear who you think it is going to be, though, so hit me up on Twitter and let me know. Um, yeah, but I think, you know, you see someone... Leo Rush caliber. New Japan has Dominion going on, so I don't know if you'd see a New Japan wrestler being in it unless it's someone who's on strong. So, I mean, maybe, you know, a, a Chris Dickinson or, you know, Tom Lawler. Who knows? Um, Impact, I don't know who you would bring from Impact over to be, you know, a participant in this. Maybe a Moose or, you know, Sammy Callahan I don't know 
And unless they've developed partnerships with Ring of Honor or MLW in the past week that nobody knows about or a couple weeks, I can't really see it being anyone from there. So it's a, it should be a decent match. It's a battle royal, so you know you take it for what it's worth. You're not going to get your work rate in this. You're just going to get something enjoyable to watch. So we also have an AEW TNT Championship match. Lance Archer, he's challenging for the title, and because there is a match on Dynamite, and this is being recorded before Dynamite, uh, it will be either Miro or Dante Martin who will be TNT champion. I am fully expecting Miro to defeat Dante Martin on Dynamite on Friday, so we're going to go with Miro versus Lance Archer. You know what? I am not the biggest Miro supporter, um, but I am very excited for Miro versus Lance Archer. After Miro won the title the other week and him and Archer had their face off in the ring or, you know, Lance Archer came out there. As soon as he came out there, it just got me jacked up for this match. I don't know what it is. They're two big hosses, two big, strong guys. I want to see them, you know, I want it to be two freight trains colliding. I just want to see a battle. I want to see hard hitting. That's what I want. I think these two will absolutely deliver. In no way do I see Archer winning the TNT title off of Miro after two weeks. That's not really something that they've done with this title, and I can't see them starting to do, starting to do it now. I do think Miro will retain it. I'm just, ex I'm just excited for the big Hoss battle that we're going to get. I think they will deliver, and I mean, it should be hard-hitting, it should be powerful, and it should be a lot of fun. And I mean... What more can you ask for wrestling than just a fun match? You know, two big guys beating the shit out of each other. Fuck, sign me up for that. I'm excited for it. Now, we also have Sting and Darby Allen facing off against Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. So this is actually going to be, they announced it as it is not going to be a cinematic match. It will be an actual tag team match. So I'm fully expecting Darby to do all of the heavy lifting in this match because I mean Sting is getting up there in age so you, you got to think that he's limited to what he can do in the ring so the way they've built this up you know Paige and Sky throwing Darby down the stairs a few weeks back they uh they referenced it on Dynamite and I know I've brought it up as well the Ethan Page Darby Allen feud that took place over on Evolve and I mean if you can find those matches go out your way and watch them because there was some bloody matches so I like that they've made reference to that so they're you know harking her you know reaching back to uh, the past talking about that that's something that AEW isn't afraid to do is talk about past matchups past history I like that so with that said you know Ethan Page has definitely grown on me since uh, since coming to AEW, which is funny because he really hasn't been, him and Sky haven't been focused on much at all. You know, they've been, they might have had a match or two on Dynamite, but for the most part, it's pretty much dark elevation and dark. They're using those two programs to elevate the talent. But I like what they've done with the, you know, the interviews that Page has had or the promos, you know. I think that uh, 
they're definitely getting them over and I'm sold on Ethan Page. I like him. You know, I don't think he'll be on that main event level. I don't see him challenging, you know, Omega or anything like that. But as an upper mid Carter guy, you know, I'm all in on Ethan Page. I don't know if you keep him with Sky long term or if you or if you, you know, branch him off into singles. Maybe you're waiting for Josh Alexander if he decides to leave Impact and do the North again. You know, it would add another tag team to AEW's already stacked tag division. So the options are there. With this match, you know, like I said, Darby Allen, I, I'm expecting him to do the heavy lifting. It will definitely be fun to see fun to see uh, Sting back in the ring doing an actual wrestling match. You know, throwing out some stinger splashes, some scorpion death drops. I'm curious to see how he'll hold up in the ring, what he can do, what his limitations are. But I think that there's enough around him with Darby, Sky, and Paige that they'll be able to uh, to bring us a very entertaining match. I think that, you know, you can have Sky and Paige win. It's not going to affect Sting and Darby, um, especially with it being a tag match where they, AW, you know, they use those records. Pardon me. They make use of those records. So, I mean, you can have, you know, Sting or Darby eat a pin in a tag match and not affect the record. So, I don't know. I'd like to see Sky and Page win. I think it adds more wrinkles to the storyline. It definitely elevates both of those two. And uh, I think that it might be better, you know, if you want to continue the feud with them, you can. Or you can use that as a, you know, a way to elevate them to something neck, something else, you know, so. It should be uh should be solid. I mean, I can't uh, like I mentioned, you know, you got the three guys who'll be able to cover for Sting. So I don't know. Should be decent at the very least. We've got a rematch from a few weeks ago on Dynamite. Hangman Adam Page, everyone's favorite cowboy, facing off with uh, Brian Cage from Team Taz. So the first match was, you know. Cage had, and I think Team Taz, they had attacked Page before the match, you know, laid a beating. And from that point on, it was basically just a squash match. You know, Adam Page couldn't get much going. Brian Cage ended up getting the win and really stopped all of the momentum that Hangman had going for him. I think that you're definitely going to see a different sort of matchup this time around. I think that page will definitely get his win back. I can't see him losing two in a row and this will start page on his, you know, his pathway to facing off with Omega. You know, that's something that you can do at the all out. Is it all out? Yeah. All out pay-per-view in September. You got to think that they're going to be traveling, uh, well, they are traveling in July. So you got to think that All Out will probably be in Chicago. So, you know what? A sold-out, yeah, where is it? The Sears Center in Chicago? A sold-out arena in Chicago. And you have Omega versus Hangman for the title. With how over Hangman was before the pandemic hit, the whole storyline with him and Omega, I mean, that place, the roof would blow off, especially if you, if Hangman ended up getting the win. Hangman has come so far from when he was first in the uh, 
sort of title picture to when AEW started off. When when that first started off and he was there, I I will fully admit that I did not buy into Hangman at all, especially as a main event talent. But since that point, he has come so far and he has built himself up and without a doubt, you could put the title on him. You could have him in the main event picture and not skip a beat. I think that it would, you know, beyond besides elevating him i mean he's a main event talent he delivers in the ring he's entertaining he connects with the fans he can cut a promo all things that you need and in my mind i see no way that brian cage gets a second win over hangman i think hangman gets the win this is the start of hangman's ascent to the AEW world championship it's going to start on Sunday. He's going to get the win and start his path. And I think, you know, like I said, I think he faces off with Omega at All Out. That's I think that's what you're going to get for your main event. I think along the way, you know, he's going to have, you'll have him, you know, maybe feuding with a, a Pac or, you know, you could have him feuding with MJF. I don't know, you know. Uh, there's options there. Or you could even do a feud between... Him and Pac have their match at um, All Out, build to full gear with Omega and Hangman. That would work as well. So there are options. There's different ways you can go with it. But I do think Hangman gets the win on Sunday. We we also have the AEW World Tag Team Championship match. You've got the Young Bucks with Winnipeg's finest, Don Callis. Versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Now, we all know how big of fans I am of John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, especially their promos. Easily the top two promos in wrestling today. I'm willing to argue that with anyone. Um, against the Young Bucks, who have actually been delivering some incredible promos on BTE. BTE. If you're not a fan of BTE, Go out your way and watch this past week's just for Matt's promo on Eddie Kingston alone. Uh, it was towards the end of the episode, so I mean, you don't have to sit there and watch the 35 minutes. You can skip to the last seven minutes or so, but it was a fantastic promo. The The way the Young Bucks and SEU match that happened two weeks ago, I think it was, I mean, it was a very bloody match. It I think felt like it really helped build up the Bucks even more as the cocky heels that nobody likes, just the absolute pricks, you know. Um, They've done a great job transitioning from the face or even they kind of bounce back and forth as faces and heels a little bit, you know, with FTR. And I really felt like they just, you know, they kind of bounced back and forth there and then it was just faces since then, so... They've done a great job transitioning into heels. And I mean, I like the job they've done. They, you know, they're cocky, they're brash, incredibly arrogant. You know, they're rocking their Jordan Dior's to the ring, wearing those. They're getting blood all over the uh, Jordan 1 breads. And I mean, you know, they're upset about it. You know, just getting pissed off about shit like that. You, They're the kind of guys that 
you just hate. You you have such a disdain for them because of their cocky attitudes, you know, because of the way they think that, you know, they're these elite stars. I mean, I think they're fantastic in the ring. I'm a huge fan of them, but we're talking about other, we'll, we'll talk about the general wrestling fan and the way that they feel about the Bucks, you know, like just hating them because of that, you know, they've, the Bucks have done a fantastic job going heel from their ring attire to how they act. I love it. I think it's great. So to have them facing off against John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, you know, this match should completely deliver. In no way, shape, or form do I think Moxley and Kingston will win the titles, nor do I think they should. I think you keep the titles on the Bucks. I don't know where you go with Moxley from here. I do think that, I mean, he's bound to be taking some time off eventually with expecting a child. And you could do that. You could have the Bucks win. Moxley could take some time off. And I mean, they teased an Omega Kingston match before. So why not run with it? Omega and Kingston at All Out. You're telling me that Chicago wouldn't go nuts for an Eddie Kingston versus Kenny Omega title match as the main event? They'd fucking love that. I'd love that. I think every fan, especially of AEW, would be all in on that. No pun intended. So there, there is ways you can go with this that they've kind of touched on before storyline-wise. So I think the Bucks retain, and we're going to see... I do think we'll see a, a Omega and Kingston program down the line. Uh, I've mentioned it before on the show that I thought that that's the way they would go, and I still think that they'll head that way. So we'll wait and see. But, you know, this is easily the match that I'm most looking forward to on the card. Um, I'm a, I said before I'm a big Bucks fan, big young Bucks fan. I'm a big John Moxley fan, big Eddie Kingston fan. So I'm very hyped on this match. And this is my my pick for what is going to be match of the night. I think they'll deliver. And I'm just, I'm stoked for it. What can I say? So we got two more matches to run through and then I'll, I'll wrap this up. I know I've rambled a little bit today, but what, what can you do, you know? When you love the business, sometimes you just go off on tangents. You ramble for a bit and it is what it is. So we've got a singles match for the AEW Women's World Championship. You got Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Hikaru Shida, who is the current champion. Now, Shida has been champion for over a year now, if I'm not mistaken. So I know they've talked, one of the things was she wanted a title defense in front of a full crowd. And I mean, at Daly's place, they're expecting... About 5,000 people, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what they allocated for tickets. I do think it'll sell out. So you're going to get your full crowd here. And you know what? Sheeta, over the past year with the pandemic, she has absolutely delivered. You know, it started off a little... The women's division, AEW, it's no... You know, I'm not saying anything controversial with this, but with some of the talent, international talent, heading home during the pandemic. 
there were injuries. The division, you know, it it took a huge hit. It suffered. But Sheeta was a constant throughout the throughout the time and she put on some very good matches, you know? So I'm very thankful that they had someone like her who was able to defend the title, put on entertaining matches and still, you know, make the title I don't want to say relevant but important. Uh it's almost the same thing, but I do think that she made the title important. She did have a few, you know, easily forgettable feuds. Like the one with Abaddon was, you know, not good in my mind. But, you know, there were some really good matches. She, you know, kept that division alive and kicking. And right now, I think they're at a point where they have some incredibly talented wrestlers in that division. You know, you have Britt Baker, who throughout the pandemic has, you know, she reinvented herself and she has done a fantastic job with it. You've got Britt Baker, you have Thunder Rosa. I I know she's still under NWA contract, but she has done a great job in AEW. She's put on some fantastic matches. I mean, her match with Britt Baker, that lights out match was incredible. You know, that's on my list of matches of the year. You've got her, you've got Ty Conti who, you know, when WWE released her last year and AEW signed her there was a lot of people were wondering what's up with that you know like what do they see in her well they saw something and you know what she has you know done a 180 yeah she's turned her career around and that match that she had with Sheeta a few weeks ago was fantastic you know I look forward to seeing Ty Conti matches she's an incredible she's incredible in the ring she delivers. She's got some innovative moves, and you really love to see it. So you've got all those wrestlers. You still have other ones that might not be getting the opportunities right now, but, you know, they have the talent, and they just need a chance. You know, the Chris Statlanders, she just came back from injury. She's fantastic in the ring, you know? You know, you got Jade Cargill, who's knocking on the door. You have Nyla Rose, who we haven't seen in quite a while, and Nyla Rose is fantastic in the ring. So they're at a point right now where the AEW women's division, there are so many possible contenders. It's really brought the division, I think it's brought it more to the forefront where you are starting to see more women's matches on the shows, more potential feuds. And you know what? I think that, uh, I do think that Britt Baker gets the win here. I think that she finally gets her championship run. And it I think it's it opens more potential storylines, more feuds. It freshens up things just a little bit. Um, you don't want the division getting stale. You don't want it being where Sheet is champion for two and a half years, just eliminating all these challenges, you know? So I think it's time to, you know, move the title, have a different champion, and I think Britt Baker would do a fantastic job. So I am expecting Britt to win, and uh, I'm very excited, if she does, just to see where they go in the division. So after that, we have our main event of the card. It is a triple threat match, a three-way match for the AEW World Championship between Orange Cassidy, 
versus Pac versus the greatest wrestler to come out of Winnipeg, Kenny Omega. Um, I cannot say enough fantastic things about Kenny because you know what? He is incredible in the ring and uh, I'm just a big fan. So I will constantly pump his tires. So um, I'm, I've got a shit eating grin on my face, so I'm just having fun with this. So, you know, we don't get many three-way matches in AEW. There's only been a handful. And when they first announced the number one contenders match between Cassidy, Orange Cassidy and Pac, I mean, I would, had always wanted a Pac versus Omega feud for the title. As soon as they announced Orange Cassidy as a potential challenger, fuck, sign me up for that. You know, you're having fans back for this, or more fans back for this show. Orange Cassidy versus Omega for the title would be a great main event for Double or Nothing if that was the case. The They decided they wanted to do a three-way, and I mean, Cassidy had got concussed in his match with Pac, so they had to do the sort of New York-style finish where Omega ran out there, laid both out. It's a no contest. And I'll give AEW credit. That's one thing they don't like doing is the finishes like that. So I think because we're so used to seeing that elsewhere, it kind of didn't sit right seeing it in AEW. So I wasn't a huge fan on how they've gotten to this point. I do understand they had to call an audible. So, I mean, it is what it is. But I do think that you have three completely different talents with Omega, Cassidy, and Pac that this match, it should be very, very good. Um, I'm trying to keep my expectations tempered with this. Not because I think I'll be let down, but I'd rather keep it at a lower level so that when I do see what they can do, that it gives it the room to grow. So, I mean, we all know what all three of those guys can do in the ring. Uh, Pac is one of the best wrestlers out there today. Orange Cassidy is incredibly entertaining. And Kenny Omega, you know, he's one of the greatest. I think he's incredible. So to have those three facing off, I think it's going to be, I don't think it'll be your, standard three-way match where it's constantly just two in the ring, one on the outside recovering. I do think you'll see a little bit some different stuff with them. Obviously, I mean, I think Omega's retaining after, you know, what I've laid out for kind of future plans. I do think that this match will be very good. Um, and really, I'm just, I'm excited for the story that they will tell. I want to see how they're going to get from point A to point B and just what sort of things they do along the way. You know, I'm hoping you don't get any good brothers interference or the the bullshit like that. But I mean, if you do that, if you do have a good brothers run in, at least you can have the best friends there as well. You know, you can set up a future match between the good brothers and best friends. It gives, you know, Chucky T and Trent a, a chance, you know, to shine a little bit more because, this podcast is also a big fan of the best friends. So this match, I think, will definitely deliver. And I, I mean, without a doubt, I think Kenny is going to win. And this is the uh, the last big card before 
AEW hits the roads in the middle of July, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, they will probably have Fighter Fest beginning of July, but I mean, this is the last pay per view before they hit the road. They haven't really announced much for Fighter Fest yet, so I'm expecting it to be out with uh, out of Jacksonville in a different city, and it'll be interesting to see just what they have planned for that. So that's your AEW Double or Nothing preview. I'm like I said, I'm hyped up for the show. I think it's going to be good. AEW constantly delivers. I will rent this card. I will eat my pizza, and I'll tweet, you know, stuff about it. So thank you very much for checking this out. Like always, if you got questions, comments, concerns, you know, you just want to talk wrestling, you can email me, grainmakerpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on the Twitters. That's the easiest place to find me, at grainmakerpod. You know, please like, retweet, all that kind of stuff. Follow if you're not following already. If you want to talk wrestling, you want to talk to business, find me on there. Um, the past few weeks, as you know, you know, I've done some interviews. I've done quite a few since this podcast first started. And honestly, I've loved every single one of them. I'm very thankful that they took the time out to sit and talk to me and be able to tell their story. If there's someone out there that you want to, you know, hear me talk to, or you want me to interview, then definitely reach out and let me know. Um, I honestly, I would love to be able to share their story and just talk wrestling. Um, so yeah, let me know. Um, so yeah, email, Twitters, uh, there's, I have videos up on the YouTubes, um, you know, Grainmaker podcast. It's usually just some interviews every once in a while I do, you know, like a little five minute, you know, just thing, a five minute video about stuff that's going on that I might not get to touch on, on the podcast. And yeah, the podcast, it's up on Apple Podcast, Grade Maker Wrestling Podcast. It's up on the Spotify podcast. If you want it on a different one that I might not know of, let me know. I'll do what I can to get it up on there. Uh, on the podcast, if you could, you know, like it, review it, rate it, you know, all that kind of stuff, I would greatly appreciate it if you're still listening then obviously enjoy a little bit i hope but uh nonetheless thank you very much for checking this out i hope you enjoy double or nothing if you're watching it um and you know what honestly just uh thanks for listening i really appreciate it and have a good one thanks